whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effin' with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. Give me everything you got for this wet ass P word. Beat it up N word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I wanna ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This P word is wet, come take a dive. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. You will die for me! It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Now I am the master. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerdist and New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. The Filthy Casual, uh, with my co-host. Uh, yeah, this is Eli, the Teenage Witch. Okay, yeah, and we're back with another episode. And Eli, yeah, we're, we're in August right now in the, the hell year of 2020. It's hot out. It's hot. And actually, it was like, uh, like water, like raining everywhere in like the South, like Texas yeah. to Mississippi to Louisiana. Everybody was raining right now. So hot, like, like hot, hot and wet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> feel like it's a transition. We'll get to it in a second. Funny thing about it, I feel like the world is coming. Like, well, America is like trying to find as much normalcy as possible. Because here's the funny thing, Eli. Uh, this week, uh, some old coworker that I haven't seen about four or five months actually came back now. Oh yeah, he's been on leave and furlough and all this shit like that. So now they're supposed to come back. But like I said, it's been four or five months stuff like that. So you're looking at them, and I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> Can't remember your oh. name, you know, because oh, they had seen it was so long. I thought you were gonna mention the fire tornado, but okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the what? The who? No, this oh, is a podcast. We gotta talk about that. You didn't hear that? about the fire tornado? I have never in... heard nothing about a fire tornado. Oh, in California, I guess there's forest fires in Cal because like there's always forest fires in California, and mm -hmm. um, heavy winds created a a funnel cloud of fire, so it was a fire tornado. Well, that's a why haven't I heard about it? Is twenty twenty so so weird that this just like normal shit is like oh just fuck it it's a Tuesday yeah fuck it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> just when you thought it was twenty twenty was safe right fire, yeah, fire tornadoes <laughs> fire tornadoes <laughs> just another Tuesday so oh man so yeah let's let's actually jump into the podcast you know what Eli we always start the podcast with some bad news can we finally do some good news this time sure okay some so good news. Relatively speaking, right. I'll let you judge whether or not it's good news or not. So, yeah, uh, I want to say congratulations to uh, Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger. Let me see if I get a picture of them now because they just had a baby. So okay. the reason, reason I want to give them credit, because I guess let's look at some kind of inception or six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing going on right now. So basically, Star-Lord gave the Terminator a grandbaby. I guess. You know? Yeah. Okay. And she's a Kennedy. So, well, whatever oh. the baby's going to be. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, some, some, some feel good news. Uh, some feel good news for today. You know, because so she'll, she'll be president or at least on Congress someday. 
Right, because <laughs> on a even though Demolition Man predicted on a Schwarzenegger would be president, which you know he would of course had the immense rules before he could do that. He can't be that, but I guess the baby can. So yeah, that yeah, that's he was governor. Uh, the right, governor. he was governor. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, Eli, I think the only thing that fucked up the Demolition Man timeline from Arnold Schwarzenegger being president, not because he's not <laughs> an American citizen, only because of this scandal with the with the maid. Oh, if one, if one for the scandal with the maid, we would have immense rule. He would have ran for president. We we're like, wait, you can't run for president. He like, well, what if we immense the rules? We're like, okay, I think that would have did it. <laughs> they will for him, <laughs> right? For him, it's just for him. <laughs> because he's he's the Terminator. Why not? You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, yeah, so what other news we got going on? We got, okay, another move before we light up. Like I said, we're going to get some other shit going on, too. Uh, I know we weren't going to talk about this Cardi B bullshit, but we kind of got to. Would you say karate what? <laughs> no, not karate. Not karate, kid. No, stay on top oh, of Cardi, Cardi. Yeah, Cardi oh. B. <laughs> because the reason we're going to talk about like, we didn't talk about it last week, and there was this big thing going on, and everybody was going crazy about it. But the funniest thing I saw this week, was this guy Ben Shapiro? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The funny, and I don't know if anybody has seen what's going on with it. This is the funniest shit I've seen on the internet in a while. First of all, let's look at this guy's face again. Eli, this guy has a very punchable face. Oh, I yeah. mean, let, let's be honest with it. He looks like the type of guy that should be running this type of podcast, <laughs> not whatever the fuck. He's doing, you know? So basically, what Ben Shapiro did, I mean, he had a problem with the song stuff like that. Like, like I said, and then one thing about this Cardi B WAP WAP song that's going on right now. It's like a lot of think pieces are coming out on social media right now. People are for it, against it, women, but whatever. The funny thing about it, he's going to rehearse the lyrics or recite the lyrics online and basically rehearse them in the most robotic, rhythmless, soulless, mayonnaise, you know, uh, way, vanilla way you could possibly do it. And just like, dude, are you trying to make fun of the song or are you making fun of yourself? I don't know what you're doing. You know? Yeah. So, and then on top of that, He's going to say, and for anybody to have wet ass pussy like this, you must have some kind of clinical problem because my wife doesn't have a problem like that. I'm like, uh, of course your wife didn't have a problem like that. Look at you. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> so apparently his wife didn't have WAP. She must have DAP, you know, because she's married to him. So whatever. Yeah, because so. he he ain't doing shit. He's he's busy jerking off to ebony porn, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he hates it, you know. <laughs> and then gonna, yeah. And then, you know, mm-hmm. come back and bitch about morals and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw this clip. What weird thing wear this shit? Uh, I saw this post on Twitter, but I had to see this. <laughs> Gonna say this is him looking at uh, listening to Cardi B and making a stag looking like Smithers on Simpsons. But yeah, uh, you know, you know he fat to that shit. Every, all these dudes, all these dudes bitching about it and bitching about oh it's porn and blah blah blah. You know, you know y'all fucking fat to it, or at least right after watching it, you went to Pornhub and fat right. to something similar. You know, because I saw the video, it was I. Right. I went to Pornhub and watched the shit that I wanted to see, you know, because they, <laughs> right. they ain't showing enough. They're being stingy with their asses and not showing what I want to see. I mean, so, they're not porn, they, I mean, they're not porn stars, they're yeah, rappers. You know? They're but, rappers. But, they, they, but, don't but, have, they don't have to do porn. That's why they make these shitty songs, so they don't have to do porn. Right. You know? But <laughs> if you go to the strip club, this is what's going to be dancing to. They're going to be dancing to this shit. They're going to be dancing to this shit. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's, gonna, it's, yeah. The, it's a whole money making thing right now. Yeah, so, yeah, the booty meat's gonna be flying. That you know, when this song hits, hits on, you, you know, the strippers know that they're gonna make bank and they're gonna put in the work, and the dudes mm-hmm. are gonna love it. So right, 
shut the fuck up. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> thing, like people saying, like, uh, people getting bent out of shade over this song right now, that WAP. Now, Eli, when we were growing up, we had songs like OPP. Baby Got Back. Baby Got Back. You know, like OPP, like the song means other people's pussy and other people's penises. Like, go back, listen to the song. They let that shit get away on the radio. Ice tea, let's get butt naked and fuck. Come on. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't on the radio. <laughs> it wasn't on the radio, but you I know. remember that song on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but still, we heard it and shit, you know. Two True. live crew, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, but they got banned. So <laughs> Yeah, but we still heard it, you know, we had that shit, you know. And that was just rap. I mean Right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> all kinds of stuff going out there. So this is just another drop in the bucket. Something to come out even more brazen than this. So yeah, we'll go from there. All right. So Eli, you saw a movie. I did. Yeah. And I, we we briefly talked about it last week. And hit the thing, Eli, that, that brief talk we did actually did numbers. Okay. I, even though I kind of got some shit for it, but we're not going to go there, you know. Oh, really? But, yeah, we're not going to go. Yeah. So you get, you get the, me- I should, maybe I should check the inbox, because I figured, you know. Well, some of this shit was in my personal inbox. So. Oh, okay. I should, <laughs> but you know. ask it for you. <laughs> because people go to my personal inbox thinking you're in my inbox, too. So they will message you saying shit. <laughs> like, Eli's not here. You know? Eli, you dick. What the fuck? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah so basically we have a movie that you got a chance to see and i go ahead and let you uh review it and you know what we're gonna go back to this yeah so yeah we're gonna talk about the tax collector review you can go with that all right yeah the tax collector the the movie with shia labeouf mm-hmm. at, who plays a hitman for this mexican drug cartel and he's basically the sidekick to the other guy and i forget that other guy's name but i guess he's a a, a, a star that I never heard of. Um, I mean, wh- who's the main person of the movie? The the other guy. Okay, the, so they advertise Shia LaBeouf doing all crazy shit, and he's yeah, not even Sh- the main guy. Shia LaBeouf is just the fucking the his 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 homie, you know. And they're they're they they're they work for a Mexican drug cartel. They're gangsters. It's a, it's a gangster movie, you know. And they they go around taxing all the gangs in town and shit and then some other gangster comes in and wants to take over the territory and it sparks this war and you have a bunch of shooting and blood and it's a it's 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 a gangster movie you know and Shia LaBeouf is uh he he's like a hitman the cleaner or whatever he gets rid of he does like you know he's like the cleaner or whatever I forget what his name is but uh, uh the, the you know, creeper yeah his name is the creeper that's his name you know, you know why I know that because it's tattooed on his fucking chest now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and it's directed by David Ayer, who, like we said, directed Suicide Squad and, uh, you know, wrote Training Day and all that stuff. And you know what? I I thought it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. I was entertained. I I enjoyed If If you like gangster movies, mm-hmm. this, is, this is it. If you're into Scarface, if you're into... You know, uh, you know, uh, 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 dead presidents or menace to society, king of New York, all that stuff. If this is right up your alley, you know, okay. it, I'm kind of hit or miss on David Ayer, you know, about yeah, his. sometimes he make good movies, sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, know. I like this better than Suicide Squad. I that's not I, saying, but wait, I, wait to the Ayer cut. Wait to the air <laughs> just say this game. I, I liked it better than Brightburn or whatever, the, the, the Will Smith Orc movie. I liked it Which better was than training that. day with orcs. With know. orcs, you know. Yeah. Um, 
you know, yeah, he, he, his movies are fine. I, I, uh, what's that movie with Keanu Reeves, uh, Shit. that he did? No, he was in one of, he directed a movie where he was the, 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 the dirty cop that goes around in, investigating the, the murder of the other cop. It's, it's good. I, I actually enjoyed that. Um, it was, well, it was also based on a James Elroy novel too. Was it Street Kings or something like that? Um, I thought that was cool, and David Ayer made that. You know, End of Watch. He did fine. It. Yeah. What's okay. that other Schwarzenegger movie where they were the SWAT team? They robbed the cartel and shit. Um, came out a few years ago. That was all right. He make he makes perfectly serviceable crime action flicks. You know, yeah. and this is right up there. You know, it's not as you know, it's not as good as Training Day, but. He didn't direct Training Day. Wait, wait, he didn't direct Training Day, right. Yeah. So he Yeah, Anton Fuqua, that and he's a good director. <laughs> right, a good director, right. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah, he wrote Training Day. So this is fine. This is fine. It's 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 a gangster flick. It gets violent, it's get bloody. Um Shia LaBeouf, I have a hard time being intimidated by him. I think they should get a, they, they should have got Danny Trejo instead. <laughs> Well, I think they had to get a white guy for the movie. That's but the you know what? Chicks dig him. This is this is put the chicks in the seat or make chicks want to watch it because wait, 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 I, hear, Shia I hear I hear a bunch of chicks saying that Shia LaBeouf looks hot in this. So, what really? So wait, that's that's, that's how crazy twenty twenty is now that Shia LaBeouf is all of a sudden turned to a sex symbol. Yeah. Like who? Yeah. By the way, Jason Momoa, Shia LaBeouf is sexiest yeah. man alive. Okay. Once they see him with no shirt on and the goatee with the tattoo, and then they hear him speaking with that East East LA accent, <sighs> panties be dropping and shit. Just drop the meteor on us right now. Just just be done with. <laughs> we've we've heard it all now. <laughs> Eli, we got we got viewers and everybody. How's everybody doing? We actually got listeners now. Hold up. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, go we got people in the house. Yeah, what's up? Let's go to the callers. Uh, perfectly. All right, Gabe, what's going on? Gabe is our fact checker. Anytime we say some stupid shit we don't know what we're talking about, he will be quickly, quickly to uh, correct us. Yeah, and so. he's perfectly right. that it, This movie is perfectly all right. You know, it's, it's nothing great, but... No, if, you're if, not allowed to have an uh, uh, internet opinion that is perfectly all right. <laughs> this is binary. Ones and zeros. It is the greatest movie ever, Eli, or is it the worst movie ever? This it's movie. the greatest no, movie ever. Fuck okay, it. Okay, there we go. There is no gray area on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue over it's all right you know <laughs> oh man all right so the next topic i would do is agents of shield but since we actually have viewers this time i don't want to lose them so we're going to move past that so oh what happened did they come back from time come back See? from time okay okay since you asked we, let's just lose all of the viewers fuck let's just lose all of the viewers fuck it <laughs> let's yeah, go 30 oh, seconds 30 oh, seconds review, okay time, time's going okay before we start if i see the viewer me to start going now it's time to get off ages of shield so basically going on with ages of shield uh they did go back to the regular time uh everybody had a happy ending fitz simmons had a kid i'm sorry spoilers uh oh they set up something <laughs> they set up something daisy and her time to play sister that was in an alternate timeline came back in time with her, and now they're in space. And people are all over Twitter talking about some. Oh, they're gonna do an Age of Swords spinoff. It's gonna be Age of Swords spinoff. They're not. No, they're not. This is done. This is it. You won't see these guys anymore. I promise you, Kevin Feige does not watch Agents of Shield. He does not watch this show. He does not care. <laughs> he doesn't. If he does do Agents of Sword uh, series, it will not be with. With Daisy Johnson on, there. wasn't Joss Whedon like a producer on this show? No, or? it was Chad Whedon. Oh, his okay, his brother. <laughs> right. 
and, and Loeb, wasn't Loeb, Jeff Loeb? Jeff Loeb was over this. Jeff, Jeff Loeb was actually over this show, right? And he yeah. had heavy input, like around season three, when it came from the top that we want to make the Inhumans a thing. And all of a sudden, Agent Shield, Inhumans just run around left and right. That was Loeb. He's gone. This show is gone. Everything Loeb, Loeb is over the Netflix shows also. They're all gone. This is it. Agent Shield was the like the last thing that they had before the new guard takes over. So this is it. After this, you're going to get nothing but WandaVision and Falcon and Bucky. And whatever else from there. So Agent Shield is done. Am I 30 seconds up yet? I think so. Well, we are losing viewers, but I'm going to just hurry this up here. Because I want to just give a quick <laughs> review of what I think about the entire Agents of Shield series since it's done, since wrap up. What do I think about the whole all series? Do I recommend the series? Now, I will say this. If you are going to Agents of Shield and expect it to be some kind of MCU companion or MCU, you know, guy to flesh out the rest of the universe, it's not that. It failed completely on all levels for that. It is not that. Uh, and even trying to do that actually made for some shitty so, uh, episodes. So when people say they fell off on the first season, that's why they fell off on the first season. Because the first season sucked. Because every time they turned around, all they did was just clean up after the Avengers missions. You know, uh, Thor The Dark World. Oh, we're just going to go and just clean up what happened to Thor The Dark World. Iron Man 3 is going to clean up after Iron Man 3. Hey, look, Tony Stark was just here yesterday. They, he never shows up, you know. <laughs> so... But the moment that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. around like season three or season four, like, look, fuck the MCU. Let's just do our own thing. Let's just uh, create our own stories. Let's just flesh out the story how we want to. The show got significantly better. And the thing is, since they couldn't deal with the MCU, what they did is dig into the Marvel Universe, start digging into Marvel Universe. Like, it's like uh, Absorbing Man showed up as one of the villains on the show. Uh, the Dark Hole, which is actually like from the Dark Doctor Strange comics, was like one of the big things in season four. Yeah, the Ghost Rider was showing. Ghost Rider, was in it. And, and I thought Ghost Rider was like going to take over the show, something like that. He wasn't because they were dealing with some magic shit. Ghost Rider was like, "Hey, I know magic. Let's team up." So it's basically it basically like a Marvel team up, like that season. That's basically what it was. Uh, Graviton, like Graviton, was like one of the most powerful Marvel universe uh, universe of villains that never get uses. Was one of the I think season five big bad something like that. Uh, so they did. It was like a bunch of like Mister Hyde showed up. Uh, they went to like some alternate universe where Hydra took over. It was some weird shit they did that they when they went. Deathlock was in there, you know. So no, I remember Deathlock was. Yeah, I, like, I was so, right. So the, basically, what they did, they touched shit that the MCU either don't have time for or don't care to touch. They dug in there, went in there, and they said, hell, uh, I even heard from the notes that they were going to do MODOK if they got a season eight, you know, but they never got a chance. So like, fuck it, you know. So overall, it is a good series. It is a fun series. It gets a lot better in the in the later seasons than it does in the early seasons once they figure out what they're trying to do with the show. When the first year started, they didn't know what kind of show they were trying to make, you know, but it came there. Okay, I'm no days of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know we lost all our viewers. <laughs> Hopefully they'll come back, but I doubt it. <laughs> you know. Uh, so you like, hey, can we get into the bad? But can we get into the meat of what we uh, came here to do? Sure. Okay. So we watched a TV show, and okay, listeners, you can all come back now. I'm done with Agent Shield. <laughs> We're gonna talk about something you care about now, maybe. Uh, so we watched the TV show, and the TV show we talked about, uh, we saw was Lovecraft Country. I know a lot of people saying Lovecraft County. No, learn to read. Is Lovecraft Country, uh, <laughs> and what this show is about? Eli, I'm, I'm gonna let you take over because I don't know what the fuck this show is about. <laughs> I will say it. I did watch it, but I don't know what the fuck I was watching. <laughs> I will say this: the intro got me when I saw this big tentacle monster and the dude dreamed up Jackie Robinson with the Louisville Slugger beating the shit out of a tentacle monster. What I think 
was that an was, alien Jamie Chung. That was Cthulhu, man. That was Cthulhu. Now yeah. I gotta watch it again because I watched this shit. I was yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. Yes, but I'm into it. <laughs> Jack, so. Jackie Robinson kills Cthulhu with the baseball bat in the first what minute or five I minutes of the show. Alien shit is draped over the hero, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know what this weird shit is, but give me more of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let, let's go to the calls before I let you because. Oh, good looking out, Gabe. He's with us. He's riding with us. Okay, Gabe. <laughs> I know. I know you saw it too. Let's see what we got here with you guys. Cool for the long haul to the end of the ride. For the end of the ride, right? <laughs> through Agents of Shield, through any bullshit reviews we do. <laughs> All right. So, Eli, I'm gonna let you take over. You know what? Before we jump into that, because I know you are the the Lovecraftian person here I'm but I okay do, i'm all right with them but you know I, no you are the expert here you are the expert this okay is, is your <laughs> but before we go into this i want to talk about this because this is brief but uh ingenue ellis is one of the actresses on the show and i didn't know that and i do want to say that because i had an interaction with ingenue ellis about i don't know 12 years ago something like that anyway when i used to make deliveries back in jackson she's from macomb mississippi she called the store said she needed a tv delivered to her on christmas eve Seen the TV delivered to her because she was going to meet her family in Macomb, Mississippi, because she just down. She just came from Hollywood. She's doing that uh movie with Jamie Foxx, Ray. She's in town just for a time. She needs somebody to help her out. I went from Jackson all the way to Macomb, met her. She was cool. She tipped me. We had a conversation. I was like, You think Jamie Foxx can win the Oscar? She was like, Yeah, sound like a good run. You know, we have a conversation about Hollywood and shit like that, you know. And then it went on my way, she went on her way. Jamie Foxx won the Oscar like next month, stuff like that. Cool people. So anything she's in. I'm down for it. I'm like, I'm, I'm so, you know. Okay. Now I'm, I'm see, I'm not that much of an expert. Cause I don't know who she is and who does she play? Oh, okay. She was like, <laughs> she like barely it, but, <laughs> but she, was, she was the mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she was, yeah. I, I, maybe I should have uh, uh, prep it to who she was. In it. Have you ever seen undercover brother? Yes. A long time ago. Girl. She was sister girl. So, okay. That was a yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, like I said, uh, HP Lovecraft is your baby. So I'm gonna let you deal with what we got going on. I I know of H.P. Lovecraft. Yes, I'm not much of an expert. I can't go into details. I've read some of his stories, but I'm not like uh, a huge. I'm not an H.P. Lovecraft expert. So disclaimer. Now, like you, know, Eli, you know we canceled H.P. Lovecraft this this year. <laughs> Wait, really? Just this year? <laughs> this year? Just this year? He's been around for a while, but he's canceled now. Yeah, know? I mean, I. I well, I knew of, yeah. Okay, H.P. Lovecraft. Let's just get this out of the way. Yeah. Yes, H.P. Lovecraft was a racist asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he was a rich, aristocratic white dude living in Massachusetts, like in a mansion and shit, you know, literary scholar. Um, and he wrote horror stories and weird science stories and got them published. He, he was in the pulp magazines. Mm -hmm. And um, he wrote, a, you know, he influenced a lot of horror and sci-fi, you know. Right. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's what I want to talk about right now. Like, why are we talking about this show on a comic book podcast? Because yeah. all of this shit he's made influenced comic books. Like, yeah. all these weird-ass monsters shit like that. Like, you can just pick up any comic book, and anytime you see, like, a big-ass monster like that, that's an influence from him. Yeah. Other dimensions, other worlds, demons coming from, you know, other like from hell and possessing you and all that stuff like that that yeah. he, especially he, like the early 1950s and 60s comics and like that all yeah. all of especially since when you really get deep in there one of the main places they're going to is called arkham or something 
Yeah, that was like, well, that that yeah. that was in yeah. That's where Doctor Herbert West, the Reanimator. That's mm. where he uh, lived, okay. and that's where you he go, caught. You going deep? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is, yeah. is Reanimator in this, or is it like a Wes Craven movie? They he, they mentioned Reanimator in the in the in the show. Okay, because they're, they're like throwing me. I'm like, you throwing too much shit at me right yeah. now. And I got like, throwing too much shit at me on this show. Yes. People. And I gotta, I gotta remember that you don't watch horror flicks. So, right. <laughs> Reanimator is one of the best horror flicks of all time. <laughs> it is Wes Craven, right? I just watched. No, that was uh, Stuart Gordon, who directed a bunch of Lovecraft adaptions, okay. including Castle Freak, which also got a fucking shout out in the show when they mentioned The Outsider or whatever. When he pulled up the book, The Outsider by H.P. Lovecraft or whatever. Okay. Um, hey, he, he, go ahead, start reading it. Uh, we're reading like the side of it. Yeah. And stuff. And they okay. actually, they actually mention how Lovecraft was a racist, right? Yeah, and, and, Love- and, I think, and I think Eli, because like I said, since H.P. Lovecraft is canceled, you know, all this stuff that he did do for the genre, for fantasy, for sci-fi, for comics, for movies, anything like that, it's kind of getting overshadowed because I think people are getting stuck on that he's racist. When back then, everybody was racist. Well, back right. well, they still are. Well, they still are. But I'm just saying, like, like hardcore, you know, birth yeah. of a nation races, like Tarzan. Yeah. You know, yes. Tarzan was raised in the jungle by some black people slash apes and shit like that. Oh, he got to make Tarzan was racist. Cancel him too. Yeah, yeah, you're just not figuring that shit out. Yes, yeah. every story back then was racist. So yeah. it kind of some shit you just kind of got to just go with. I'm not defending him. I'm not defending him at all. But I'm saying yeah. let's not, you know, miss the forest for the trees. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing is is Lovecraft wrote about he was obsessed with ancient civilizations because this was at the turn of the century, 1900s when cities were being built, the industrial revolution, you know, we were building a new modern civilization and mm-hmm. he was interest he wrote about the things that existed before the cities, you know, those ancient peoples and races that and 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 their and the gods that they worship and that's what he based his whole the cthulhu mythos on that you know essentially all these people these ancient races that were that existed before the cities and and modern civilization they were worshiping all these monsters and demons and shit and who existed before the cities people of color Right. <laughs> so that's in a lot of his stories, the pe- people of color, voodoo cults, you know, tribes in Africa. You know, my favorite is the delinquent Eskimos. Yes, that's a quote. The delinquent wow. Eskimos that were chanting to the <laughs> sea. That's his strong point, huh? Yeah, yeah. Chant, chanting to the sea, trying to raise the, the elder gods and stuff. So basically, people of color and their religions, they were all in cahoots. To these elder gods, these these monsters and demons that he wrote about. So, um, yeah. So that's who H.P. Lovecraft was. Now there's this show produced by Jordan Peele, starring a bunch of black. J.J. Abrams. Yeah, and J.J. Abrams, but it stars a bunch of black folk, and they're tackling those Lovecraft myths, you know, and they're sort of dissecting them, and you know, the show. I mean, this first episode, let's get into this. So basically what happens, this dude, he's, what's his name? Atticus. He comes from, he's he's an ex-World War II veteran. Mm-hmm. You know, he fought in World War II. He comes back because his dad went missing. Right. And so he, he came back home, right? 
and him and his uncle and this hot chick. What's her face? Johnny uh, Smothers, you know, Black Canary. Black Canary, from, uh, yeah, Black Canary. They go on this road trip through Jim Crow era South United States during the 1950s mm-hmm. to look for his missing dad. And it just so happens that this guy, Atticus, he's a big sci fi fan. He loves sci fi stories. And, I think his dad raised him on sci fi. Yeah. yeah Lovecraft. Like they, they have Lovecraft yeah. books. Yeah. Yeah, he was raised on the pulp magazines, the the sci-fi novels. His little knee or his little cousins writing a comic book and shit. And, and I think the name of the comic was like Panther Man or something. Panther Man, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so he's like he's a nerd. This guy's a nerd. And, and they say said that growing up, like he was a nerd. He was smart, geeky, yeah. you know, stuff like had that. glasses and shit. Didn't talk to people, and then he comes back from the war all buff and ripped and shit. right, all abs and shit. You yeah. Know, like. <laughs> Yeah, so basically that's what they're looking for their missing father and he was on some weird he he was uncovering some weird strange occurrences that were relating to the Lovecraft mythos, you know. Mm-hmm. So this first episode is basically them taking a road trip from Chicago which was segregated at the time but mm-hmm. not as I guess a bit more enlightened than the South, because then they go into those sundown towns, right? And 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 they start really, you know, where segregation was like by law, and and um, so that's what they're doing. They're going through the the the, the South looking for their dad. Right. For for anybody that don't know, we're talking about sundown towns. If you seen the Green Book, that's what that was about. You know, it went out. Yeah. 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 Um. So I I thought this was dope. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, you like that that beginning dream sequence with Jackie Robinson killing Cthulhu with a bat was dope. Um, I got I thought it got a little slow at times because they were establishing relationships and family. And I, I thought you know, that too. It, it was a slow burn. It was a slow yeah. burn. But then the ending, bam! The ending was dope. <laughs> when they I, get I, yeah, I, the ending was dope. I, it got me. Like I said, I feel the same way you was. It had like a slow burn in the middle. And I was trying to like, like, where, where are we going with this? You know, yeah. I mean, I, they open this up with this crazy ass opening with Jackie Robinson killing a monster. And then it's just developing relationships and he's meeting everybody. And you got, you know, the, the hot chick flirting with, with the buff nerd and shit. You're like, that's cool. But that's not what I came here for, you know. Yeah. But then when we start going, when they start going to the sundown towns and they met that racist ass uh, sheriff. And that's when it, it started feeling, you start feeling the tension there. And I'm like, oh, so this is the horror movie they're trying to make because that was a hard element where you're going to the deep south and all these, you know, racist ass rednecks, they are the monster. That's what I'm thinking where they're going at first. Yeah. And it, because yeah. That's intense, you know. Yeah. And I think they were trying to, they were just trying to establish the time, the setting. I think mm-hmm. they took a little bit too long establishing the setting. Yes, we get it. It's, it's during the fifties. It's during before civil rights, mm-hmm. during a time in the country when, you know, MAGA people want to bring back, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know, to colored folks, to black people traveling around, it was, uh, it, it wasn't safe. It, it was a horror movie. basically. It was. Yeah. Um, I thought, see the James Baldwin, which I, you know, I keep thinking about that because as a horror fan, mm-hmm. I want, you know, I get what they're doing. They were trying to, there's a scene. Okay, there's a scene where they're traveling. It's a montage. They're traveling from Chicago, from the north. They're going deeper, deeper into the south. They're starting to experience 
more racist towns, people, the guy, the little nerdy motherfucker, you know, making monkey faces at him and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, they start experiencing more outright racism as they get deeper into the South. Right. And then there's that during that scene, there's that James Baldwin like quote or narration. He's narrating. It's him speaking. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about um, perspective and reality and, and people's people of color's reality. Um, now, I thought that was very interesting. But as a fan of movies and horror, I was like, it would have been cooler if it had just a straight up horror musical score. Right. Emphasize, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. To emphasize the terror that they're going through as they're traveling towards the South. Because then that, that's more ominous and terrifying versus, and, 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 yeah, versus James Baldwin sort of telling us how to feel about it. You know? Right. And that's my whole thing. Like I said, you because you keep telling me I'm supposed to be watching a horror movie. We watched a horror movie until like the last 40 minutes of it. I wasn't watching a horror movie, you know, but if they would have did what you said, do, you know, bring in, you know, maybe maybe a jump scare, you know, maybe the horror, you know, the ominous violins and shit like in Get Out was all through that. Maybe I would have yeah. felt like I was watching a horror movie, but I didn't feel like that until they really, like, really got deep to the sundown town and they met yeah. that sheriff and it was like, OK, now in a horror movie. Yeah, when they pass by that billboard sign mm-hmm. that just says N-words, don't get caught in our town after sundown or whatever. Right. That's a billboard, you know, and I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, that's just a billboard on the side of a highway. Like that was okay, you know. Right. So, and you see signs and stuff, all kind of stuff, you know. It that was the real life horror that was more disturbing, you know. That, but that's I, the Jordan Peele right there. Yeah, yeah. Or like when we watched like when we watched Tales from the Hood. And all the monster shit is fine and dandy, but when we saw those the photos of the KKK and all the shit that they were doing, that's real life horror. That's more disturbing, you know. And I think that's that's why the James Baldwin sequence I find interesting because he does bring up the fact of the reality of what people of color are going through. Right. Versus, you know, versus white people reality. Yeah. Because we've talked about this on the podcast before the default Mm -hmm. perspective, like white Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, Judeo-Christian way of thinking is the default perspective in America and most of the world. You know, that's Mm -hmm. just how they think they, they, you know, they bask in their comfort of, 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 uh, you know, that the cops are are friendly that you know that they're that this is a free country. They should be able to do whatever they want. You know, cops are. That's why we're having them. a problem with the mask right now. Yeah, you know. Co- <laughs> cops are going to keep them safe. The military is always going to protect them from outside threats. That's just how they think, and anything that challenges that makes them uncomfortable. So that's their perspective. That's what rule that perspective rules the country. But for people of color, we live in a different perspective. We live in a different reality. You know, right. that is not that because when freedom, anytime you walk into a yeah. place, you got to be careful because somebody might think you might be stealing something. Yeah. You got to be careful what you're watching. You yeah. talk to police. You got to talk a certain way. You know, all of these things. You got a code yeah. switch we're when not, you walk in a certain place. Not, these are things you have to think about it all the time. Like yeah. it's almost a, you know, yes. reflex. Instantly. Yes. We live in a reality. People of color live in a reality where we have to deal with racism and bigotry all the time. That's just like so the, much that it, we just deal with it. That's you know? just our lives. That's just right. how we, we are. normalize that's, it. Right. That's our reality. That's our perspective. And people were, it's 2020 and people 
don't think there's a problem still. You know, right. <laughs> like they still <laughs> that re- that their reality is so dominant in their way of thinking that they don't want they don't even want to admit that racism exists. That you know, you know, you know that this is a free country. Well, you know, step in my shoes and see how free it really is. Right. <laughs> you know, so that was interesting. You know, I thought you know putting that into context where the people, the characters were going from the emancipated Northern mm-hmm. of Chicago and, and getting going, deeper and deeper, going deeper into the South where, mm-hmm. you know, like, like dude, like the uncle, when they go into that segregated diner and mm-hmm. he's like, laws have been changed. We should be able to do what we want. And there, he's like, you're in the South, motherfucker. This day, they don't <laughs> right. <do> shit. <laughs> right. Know? They made me think like, oh, okay, do y'all know where y'all are right now? You just can't just go in and just say this yeah. crazy shit you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they, had, I thought there was, it was hilarious when, when they, when she's like, get the fuck out. We got to leave. Mother. When, they, when he's calling <laughs> right. the cop. I, I understood. <laughs> it seemed like she's the only one that understood the danger they were in. The other ones seemed like they were so, even though it's supposed to be smart, they're so stupid. They didn't realize that in the South, just saying this crazy shit, like they won't send people after them yeah you know. and, and I, I thought it was hilarious when the uncle grabbed a handful of mints right before he left <laughs> right. <laughs> he just grabbed mints and took off but like that led to the the ending for when they got when they met that sheriff mm-hmm. you know which was so like then it got to real terror because right. here they were they're like oh if you get caught in the sundown after dark i can hang you I have right. a legal right to hang you. You got what seven minutes to get across the county lines. Right. And, and you, you can't speed. You can't speed. If you speed, I'm gonna pull you over. So <laughs> there they are doing obeying every law, doing everything that they're supposed to do. And they still got busted and caught and were still about to get lynched. Right. Because so, they just made up some bullshit rule about how they can get killed. You know, oh, you yeah. robbed somebody, whatever. Yeah. You stole his car, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that these people of color are not free. They obeyed every law. Mm-hmm. They did what you were told. They weren't resisting arrest. They were speaking very politely. They obeyed the speed limit mm-hmm. and you were still going to hang them. Right. You know, <laughs> that's the reality that we live in, you know. And then when the monsters show up, it's so cathartic because that was great. <laughs> that, and now that's when it went to like zero to a hundred, like in yeah. like five seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. what the hell is going on? Yeah, what do they call the Shugroth or whatever? I guess they're actual Cthulhu. Uh, uh, sure, let's HP let's Lovecraft monsters from his. I, I knew it was an HP Lovecraft monster, but like I said, I haven't read them, so I figured it was from that. So, but that that I love that I love, and then they, they you know the cops and the black people are getting attacked by these monsters. They run through the woods. They find a cabin in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Which Man, that's got to be from a, a Lovecraft story or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, okay. there's so yeah. He wrote about the you know rednecks, poor white folks were. He looked down on them too, underclass, okay. you know, poor folk. You know, right. the Dunwich Horror was about a redneck family, inbred redneck family, raising some demon and shit. Oh fuck! Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they find a cabin in the woods, which is totally cliche in the horror genre, but mm-hmm. it totally works for this story because it. Not only reminds me of Evil Dead, which is like my favorite horror flick of all time, but right because it was about cabins in, cabin in the woods. Yeah. yeah, but it also reminded me of what's going. It was a total allegory of what's going on right now. Now here's my thing. I wish that scene right there was longer. 
with yeah. them trapped in the woods because they feel like okay now we now we have something now we have these racist ass cops and these black people trapped together with these monsters at nighttime trying to get like they, they could it, it seemed like that scene ended way too quickly yeah that could have been a whole episode to me that could have been a whole episode or at least at least half of the episode yeah. give me half the episode and i'd be like okay we're here let's let's go but you i know. but you know i i i like that it wasn't like they didn't like go the cliched like oh the racist cop Turns out that the black people are okay, and he has. Right, a I'm, I'm so glad. Right, I'm, I'm so glad that. they didn't do that because, like I said, the the cabin, like that that whole scene, kind of reminded me what's going on right now in the world. Like we, they they were quarantined in this cabin, mm. and there's this outside threat, the monsters, which could be COVID, mm. and and you know, <laughs> and here they are, and the cops still are assholes. <laughs> they're, right. still, they're still racist. They're still <laughs> stuck in that way of thinking of, oh, you know, I'm in charge here. You got to do what I say. I got the guns. I got, you know, I got the right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Still and boss people around. Say, no, you can't do this. Yeah. You know, the, the black guy was about to go run and get the car. And he's like, oh, no, you're not. You're going to turn on us. Right. You know, you're the that, smart one. Right. Yeah. You're the smart, like still threatened by the black guy. So they send the black girl out to go do it. So right. even though they're racist and we're about to kill these people, they were expecting them to help them. You right. Know, just because of who they are and their status. They're so right. comfortable in their status. And that's just <laughs> totally embodied of what's going on right now. Haven't you know? even realized that, okay, the rules have changed. Yeah. <laughs> there are monsters outside, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's this outside threat that's after all of us, and you're going to be an asshole and right. take charge and boss everybody around because you got a gun or you're in charge. Because whatever your authority, the badge or whatever, you know, that, like I said, that perspective, you're the white guy in charge. That means you rule. Right. You're gonna dictate because like, in on. every yeah. other movie we've seen, that's what happens. You know, yeah. that that's a callback to Night of Li the original Night of Living Dead, right? You know, where the black guy challenges the social hierarchy. You know, <laughs> but let, let's go to the call. Let's go to the call. Let's see what we got. What you got for me, Gabe? They accepted the static quote. They did. Yeah, yeah. They, they had to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just the way the world was. So yeah, overall, uh, gotta rate it. What do you what do you rate the episode? I. I'll give it a four, four point five out of five. It wasn't perfect, but it was a good mm -hmm. start, and I'm, no I'm on board. I'm totally on board. I want, I'm, I'm watching this. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, what I think about it so far, I, uh, I, I liked it. It, it, it got me at the first part. It, it like really grabbed me. I'm like, oh, we, we're into something now. Then it kind of slowed down. I think the slow part's a little bit too slow. I think it had a little bit too much build up for it. Uh, towards the end, it started ramped up a little bit where you started getting like, you know. The racist cops and you start real like that that is the horror movie element that's the horror element right there with 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 the racist cops yeah and it built tension and then from there it just cranked up to 60 you know i like and that would really start getting hard with them you start having these lovecraftian monsters pop out of nowhere just attacking everything in sight they could so i'm like oh shit i'm into it so the thing is overall how i feel about this show is that towards the end was a lot stronger for me than the middle because the middle i was like i don't i don't know about this show i don't i don't know yeah but it, it yeah, I, I guess it just depends yeah. yeah i guess it just depends on what direction they take this show that's all so i'll watch the second episode just to see and i think the second episode will let me know whether or not i'm on board for everything well yeah the, the dream sequence grabs us right away because it cthulhu getting killed by jackie robinson right that's that's symbol that's symbolism right there 
Right. You know, First like, off, Lovecraft <laughs> would be rolling his grave. Yeah. With <laughs> like a, a black guy with a baseball bat takes out one of the elder gods. Right. <laughs> but that's just that's that's the message of the show. Like colored folks are coming back. I mean, Jackie Robinson, who is he? You know what I right. mean? He was the first black baseball player. He shook the fucking, you know, he shook the cage and made waves. And him killing Cthulhu, that's he's that's basically what's happening. This is a horror move, horror version of. I mean, but what he's known for breaking the color barrier. That's what he's known for. So, and here he was killing Cthulhu, right? One of the main monsters, the the main myth mythologies of this aristocratic you know, rich white guy, bigot, you know? <laughs> All right. so. so let's get to it. Okay. So I guess we're going to just jump into some slow comic book news, but I guess we got to, cause it's like what we're supposed to do. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about this DC comic shit going on right now. Cause some okay. big shit went on with DC comics and basically going on with DC comics right now is that they laid off what I'm hearing. Like as far as their exact, they laid off a bunch of people. I don't know who all they laid off, but a bunch of people are gone. A bunch of executives are gone right now. Um, and the main thing, the the hardest division that got hit so far is DC Universe. Like a lot of people that was in charge of DC Universe got, got uh, laid off. A lot of people from the Black Label from DC got laid off. And that was actually making money. You know, uh, we could talk about this the, a long time. Like so we've been talking, actually, you know what, Eli, we've been talking about this since like March, February, something like that. Ever since AT&T took over DC. And honestly, with the way we were talking, we were thinking things were going to be even worse than what they are now. You know. They're laid off, but at least they're still, you know, they're still making comics. They're still in business. But we were thinking, like, they were just going to shut the doors, sell this shit, just be done with it, and that's it. I still feel like that when AT&T came in, they still don't get the comics. Like, they, they get the superheroes. They get the business. They get the franchise. But they don't get the comics side of it. I think they, they're all on board on one thing. They're on board on HBO Max, and it's all they care about. And if it's not dedicated towards HBO Max, you're basically expendable. I think that's what AT&T feels about right now. So, like I said, we got this thing going on. And what happens every time DC fucks up? What do they do? They bring out Jim Lee. Now, I'm, I'm going to say something for a second. This is a cool-ass picture, Jim Lee. I love how they do it. Look, look, what's, look what he's leaning on. Yeah, the, Bat- <laughs> the, the, the 89 Batmobile, right. <laughs> With the Batman quote of Al, that may be like a video game, is a comic, is a, a movie. What is it? We don't know. Anyway, Jim Lee looked cool as shit right here, smoothing things over, made a press statement, basically saying that, uh, basically made a press statement about, about DC Universe. Now, we've been talking this for like the last four or five months, especially Gabe, <laughs> who has been always talking about how DC Universe is going under, DC Universe is going down, it's going to be destroyed, it's a waste of time. Jim Lee sort of kind of made a point about what's going on with DC Universe. Basically, DC Universe uh, is not going under. They're going to keep DC Universe, but there will be some changes. So what the changes will be is that all of the original programming, like, you know, Titans and Doom Patrol and Stargirl and shit like that, all is going to HBO Max. We don't know when that's going, but it's going probably before the end of the year. But he did say that they will keep DC Universe for the comic section and in the, in the, in the, the message board section, which I, I browse around a lot of times on there and I read the comics on there all the time, stuff like that. So we're keeping that. And he also didn't say anything about like the other program that's on it right now. Like, we got Batman the Animated Series. Like, he said the original program is leaving, but he didn't say anything about that. So, is that going anywhere? Is that saying on DC Universe? We don't know. Uh, I'm 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 all fine with a revamping. Honestly, if the other shows go and Swamp Thing or stuff goes to HBO Max, I'm fine with it. Just let me keep the comics. 
that's the only thing I was caring about anyway. I know nobody else gives a shit about reading them, but I care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was reading them. Shit. <laughs> oh yeah, you was reading them too. And people saying like they should do a, a price, you know, a reduction on DC Universe. Like why? Why should you do a price reduction? Okay, I did. I did the research, you lie, and I looked at Marvel Universe. Marvel Universe, which just offers comics and nothing else, is ten dollars a month. Yeah, I remember I was doing I was doing the yearly for right. I think it was like seven ninety nine if you did the re- yearly or whatever. Right, if you do the yearly, right. Yeah. But with DC Universe, it's seven ninety nine yearly, and it's even cheaper if you do the the. I mean, it's seven ninety nine a month, and it's even cheaper than that if you do the yearly version. So technically, DC Universe is already cheaper than Marvel Universe and offers more content and has a bigger comic catalog than Marvel Universe already, even though it just started like a year ago, and people okay. are still bitching. Like, why? Why are you bitching? Like, you can just give me comics and Batman anime series. Because they're comic nerds. What else are they going to do? They got to bitch about something. They got to complain about something. Like, what are you complaining <laughs> about? First off, they keep comparing DC Universe to, like, Netflix and FU Max, when it was never, ever, ever supposed to be designed to be that. It wasn't trying to compete with DC, uh, 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 Disney, Disney Plus. It wasn't trying to be Disney Plus. It was basically trying to cater to the comics fans, and anything else that was extra on it was just ice on the cake. That's what it was. But not, nah, they want to take shit too far, and that's where we are right now. And another thing about DC, I'm sick and tired of them of parading Jim Lee in front of us every time they need to shut us up. Show another picture because it's a cool ass picture because they know we love Jim Lee. Jim Lee is our hero, he draws a mean Psylocke. <laughs> Matter of fact, let me see that. Who's under Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> Who's under Marvel? But still, we still remember that it's deep in our hearts. We still remember that Marvel swimsuit issue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with sound like popping out the water, shit like that. And the thing is, they always do that. They always get Jim Lee to put out their fires because they know we're not going to get mad at Jim Lee. Hey, he, they... he drew Mean Catwoman too, man. Don't forget. <laughs> he did. He did. I give him that. But here's the thing: a lot of this shit that's being fucked up right now is because of Jim Lee. People pissed off at the new Fifty Two. A lot of that shit was because of him. Look at that shit. That's his design. But you can't say that. You can't say that. We love Jim Lee too much. Jim Lee has a. a uh, what diplomatic immunity or some shit? <laughs> just so I don't know. Uh, let's go to the video game section. I'm gonna just kind of just breeze through them. We're just gonna go for it. Quick thing we got going on. Well, let's talk about some Halo real quick. Halo is being delayed till 2021. Now, was that that was the one that's supposed to come out on the new system. Yeah, that's supposed to come out on the new system, and it's gonna be delayed to 21 2021. So my thing, Eli, is like, why even bring out the Xbox? Like, just push that shit back, too. There's no reason to get it. There's no games. That's on. The only game people even looking for was Halo. You know? And honestly, I don't even know why people look at Halo, because they showed that shit in, at E3. Like, it looks like shit. It's, a, you know? it's Halo. Yeah. And that's the problem. And that is the problem. You know what? I'm going to come back to this, because we're running out of time. But I'm going to say some shit about Halo. But we're going to do it on that's a, for another show. That's another rant. That's another rant because I don't want to. I don't want to uh, get on a tangent right now. But I will save that tangent for another time, especially when I collect my thoughts a bit more. Now, something you want to talk about, Eli? Do Olivia I? Olivia Munn, oh, not not I? Halo, not Halo. <laughs> <You're> doing, yeah, <laughs> Olivia Munn. We're gonna talk about Olivia Munn for a second. Boom. We're gonna talk about Olivia Munn because we all love Olivia Munn. You know, I, like I, I said, I, I guess she's, sure. She's she's Psylocke. You know, she's yeah. She was all right. You know, I mean, she's no Jessica Chobot. You know, <laughs> you know, but but or we still Morgan love Webb. I was gonna campaign for Morgan Webb. <laughs> right <laughs> now, now why are we talking about Olivia Munn? We talking about Olivia Munn in the video game sections because she's making she's in talks to come back with uh what's that G4 TV or some shit? Yeah, you know, 
And like I said, we love Olivia Munn, but why? Why is she coming back to this shit? Because here's the thing. The reason G4GP failed to begin with is because the people that they market to don't watch TV. The people that play video games watch this shit on the internet. That's what they do. They look at social media. That's where they get all the news from. So why G4TV is making a review about some video game that came out three, four months ago. Uh, fucking IGN already got the shit up, you know, the day the game came out. So why is she going to this shit that failed to begin with? Because nobody watched TV. And now she's 10 years later. And nobody really watches TV. It's, well, why, it's why did G4? I mean, do, I watched Attack of the Show. They were, it was, it, they were doing shit that, well, everybody's doing now. You know? I guess. Attack of the Show. And, 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 and was it X-Play? Was more, I, I watched X-Play. You know? And they were, they were reviewing video games before yeah. the internet was. Adam, you know? Adam, Adam Sessler, right? Yeah, Adam Sessler okay. and Morgan Webb. Here's my yeah. thing. I didn't watch G4 TV, but I did watch Adam Sessler when he got a YouTube channel. Okay. Which when G4 TV fell apart. Yeah. You know? And then I watched it and I was like, okay, he knows his shit. You know, yeah. I like Adam Sessler. You know, that's what they need to bring back. Because Olivia Nunn, Munn doesn't know anything about this shit. No, she don't. She was just hot. Remember when yeah, she, she said, was just hot. She remember she said Mick Hammer? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I say, she only got into this shit. Because it was her way to get into Hollywood. Yeah. That's what she really wanted and to do. Now she's not a movie. Now she didn't become the movie star she thought she was. And well, and, that last Predator movie would do it, you know. And and yeah, and now she's coming back to you know back home, so to speak. And I'm I, and I'm like, where the fuck is Morgan Wegg? Bring her back. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say because, like I said, I didn't watch G, uh, that show you were talking about. X Play. Does Morgan Webb know what the fuck she's talking about? Like, does yeah. she know video games? She was like a competitive gamer and shit. Yeah, she was into video games. That's my thing. Yeah. If you're going to talk about video games, talk about video games. Don't just be hot and just be there and then just go to a movie yeah. when it's time. No, if you're going to sit there and I'm going to look at you, I want you to know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, but I think I, I think um, G4 went under because of higher up shit. Because then didn't the channel get bought by like Spike TV and they just didn't know what to do. Oh yeah, Spike TV, and then they just completely just ran that shit into and the then ground. The, now yeah. they're Paramount, and now they're just they just got rid of everybody. But there's a documentary coming out that I want to watch that I haven't that talks about all this. But you know, G4 was basically doing what we're doing right now, talking about but nerdy back then, shit, talking right. about nerdy shit, comic books, video games, movies. Only back then, right? You know, before Kevin Smith had his podcast and Comic Book Man and. Right. And, and the I shit we're doing, began, you can throw a rock and, and find somebody doing the shit we Before Nerdist and Geek Tyrant and all these motherfuckers and Outright Geekery. Before Comic Book Bullies. You know? Before Comic Book Illuminati. Right. <laughs> or Incorporator, wherever the fuck they keep changing their name to. <laughs> It'll be something next week, yeah, before they get sued. You know? you know, before, yeah, before all that shit, G4 was doing it. And that's why I watched it, you know, because they were talking about shit I was into, you know. Right. And, um, and, and on then, TV, nobody else was doing that. You know? Yeah, and no one, on t- no, no one. That's why it was just like this nerdy, this nerdy show. I mean, they were they were interviewing motherfucker the, the, the people from Community. You know, oh, they yeah, had Allison Brie and Joe McHale and and uh, 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 Abed and all those. They were they were campaigning for Community when they, they were always getting threatened to cancel that show. And so so yeah, I mean, I was into that. Um, it's just yeah, towards the end, and I think once Olivia Munn left, that was pretty much the start of the end. You know, yeah. even though she said I mean, she a lot was of people, going, yeah. 
Yeah, even though because a lot of people did watch for Libby Money, even though she don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah, she's Libby Money. Yeah, so. she would. She would. They. They. At G Four was doing the twenty four hour or the 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 you know the live streaming from Comic Con before Sci Fi Channel did it and before everybody else did it. You know what I mean? They were mm-hmm. doing it. You know. Speaking of comic books, Empire Five. Yeah. Fuck Olivia Munn. Bring back Morgan Webb. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get to a game. Matter of fact, let's 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 wrap this show. You know what? I was gonna talk about something else, but I'm not gonna talk about it. We're just gonna jump into it, Eli. <laughs> Before we lose any more viewers, what we got now. So, like I said, this is comic yeah. book bullies where we talk about comic books, and I guess we're gonna talk about the uh comic books going on right now. Now, before we get into Empire Five, uh, should we do what what do you want to do first, Eli? I don't care. Did did you read Death Metal? I, I yeah, I did. Cool. Let's do death metal. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna talk about death metal number three. Let's just jump into this bad boy and base what happened is um okay. So the last issue is that Wonder Woman got this crazy ass plan where she's gonna talk about they're gonna go to Apocalypse and they're going to free because all of the superheroes are on Apocalypse. They gotta get them loose. So that's they're going. So they go to Apocalypse. They get them loose. Uh, they crash their Batman composite Superman ship. And I got to show you this, Eli. This is some weird shit. Did they make a Batman Silver Surfer? Who the fuck is that? I was wondering who that was. I don't know who that is. It looked like a Batman Silver Surfer. Yeah, but I I don't think it is. Anyway, he dies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because what happened was after uh, they find the Batman Silver Surfer, then Jonah Hex actually blows himself up, kills them, and then that's when you got Wonder Woman, Batman... Uh, and somebody else, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is riding on a giant, uh, what is that thing? Hyena. Hyena. Yeah. yeah. And Batman actually has a bat bike. And when I mean bat bike, like a bike, bat shaped like a bike. That is pretty fucking cool. That I is pretty cool. And I can't fucking find the picture because that's the shit that's I got cool it. as fuck. Show it. Show it. it? For it? some reason, comics obviously won't let me load it up. But yeah, that's fucking cool as fuck. It's got like a bat horns and shit or whatever yeah. the fuck that thing is. Okay. And then, um, uh, why are they on Apocalypse? Because they're going to rescue all the superheroes. And first thing they decide to do is rescue Superman. Uh, Superman is basically being embedded by the bat, uh, the anti-life equation. Oh, and this Apocalypse is being controlled by a Batman dark side. Yeah, bat, bat side or something. Bat, the dark father, what they call him. But, it's a weird name. <laughs> but is it me, Eli? Does he look like the Dark Knight Returns Frank he Miller version? He, he does, does like that. I was like, okay, that, I thought that was just me. Okay, it does like him. Or, or Apocalypse from the X-Men. Oh, they're probably all together and shit like that, yeah. <laughs> so basically, he's brainwashed, trying to put the anti-life equation in him. He's like numb the whole left side of Superman's body because it's being infected by... The angel like equation before you get there, that's when you get boom, Wonder Woman with a fucking chainsaw. You know, there it is there it yeah. is. Yep. And you got uh Swamp Thing floating like a bug or some shit like that. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And Harley Quinn is riding her hyena. And anyway, they get ready to fight Dark Side. Oh, and Dark Side has his own parademons, but they're not parademons, they're robins, so they're called para robins. Para robins, yes. Para robins. Hey, it's catchy. I say go with it, you know. <laughs> so anyway, Batman Dark Side sends the pair of Robins after them. They fuck them all up and shit like that. Uh, Batman is able to get to Superman, and Superman basically, and basically, Mister Miracle is there because Mister Miracle is the one to set the trap. He's basically telling me if you free Superman right now, the anti life equation. I know I'm gonna try to get to it as fast as possible. <laughs> anti life equation will infect Superman, and he'll be evil like in every dark Superman story ever. They're basically trying to turn him into dead. 
So Bam is like, shut up, I got a plan. So when he gets the plan, that's when Dark Side Batman. Okay, remember in Final Crisis? No. Final... But go what? Ahead. Okay. I, anyway, I, I, I'm a Marvel guy, man. I don't know this shit. Oh, man. Fuck, man. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> they go, they go deep into this shit. Like shit that's supposed to have been retconned out, they go back into it. But anyway, uh, Dark Side Batman pulls out a gun, and it's a reference to Final Crisis when Batman pulls a gun on Dark Side. And Darkseid shoots Batman with the Omega Beam that sends him back in time and shit like that. But he's like, this now, nah, this time, it's not going to send you back in time. It's going to erase you completely from existence. And you get Batman blah, out of there. And all he does is just sit on the ground. So he's actually not even dead. <laughs> crack a Right. <laughs> Some weird <laughs> shit like that. And what actually happens is that he frees Superman. He frees Superman because since he has that Black Lantern ring, uh, the only the left side of Superman's body is dead, so he can control that side to make it stop becoming confused with the anti-life. So Superman's free, even though half of his side is like zombified and shit like that. Uh, and Wonder Woman is asking Batman, how the fuck did you live that? Oh, I got a bat blocker on my belt. That's how I survived. But it looks like Conan there. He looks like you. <laughs> Let's show this picture again. I, I, I keep saying he looks like you. This is hair, Eli Superman. My hair ain't that long, though. This is the I, ideal <laughs> Eli Superman right here. <laughs> my hair ain't that long. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So basically we're going right now. And but even though he says he got a black bo bat blocker, Superman's just like, are you gonna tell her the truth? And Batman looks at Superman like, Are you gonna tell the truth about you? Like, no. Okay, so it's a secret going on with those two that we don't know yet but we'll find out later on but anyway they go down there they find all the superheroes uh they free them but and and one woman's like i'm here to free the most powerful superhero we have like superman no more powerful than him like who and it turns out it is jaro <laughs> now if you know who jaro is i'm not gonna explain the book doesn't even explain basically he's a starfish that has magic psychic powers not and he calls Starro. Not Starro, Jaro, or Starro Jr., if you want to call it. <laughs> and he sees Batman, and he's like, Dad? So, yes, Batman has a surrogate starfish son. Oh, I was going to say, Batman fucked a starfish. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, and here's the thing, they lampshaded because Jonah Hicks shows up and like, why the fuck is Batman hugging a starfish? And down at the bottom, you see, read Justice League, or even better, Make up your own story, you know. <laughs> so just leave it at that. Uh, other shit happens. So the Batman who laughs has turned into some kind of dark evil Flash, and he's chasing after other Flashes. And he's gonna catch them. Uh, and Lobo is going around hunting other shit, and we think Lobo is going is doing work for the good guys, but he's not. He's doing work for Lex Luthor, the Legion, the Legion of Doom, and he's hunting the boxes that they call the Death Medals. For what reason? Find out next book. <laughs> yeah, so that's it right now. So basically, overall, just more weird shit just popping up in here. I think it flowed better than it did before. It's still there. I just like weird shit happening in this book, so it's cool. It's whatever. It's it's a fine for me. I'm going to give it. The Superman part was cool, but I'm still like, no, go ahead. Finish your review, and then I'll. I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'll that's what I'm saying. All over. No, I'm saying I'm trying, Eli. I'm, I'm trying. I'm giving it a chance. You know, <laughs> that's why I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a three point five five because I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm there. It's enough weird shit to keep me there, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, yeah. That's the thing. That's what these books are. They're just a bunch of weird shit in the background that you want to see, but you don't. 
<laughs> right. that, that's my thing. It's like because like Swamp Thing has the little ball. Right. It looked like the the Big Trouble in Little China when the, the 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 ball with all the eyes on it. That's what that reminded me of. And then mm-hmm. when I saw Wonder Woman's Chainsaw of Truth, I'm like, oh sweet. And then she don't do nothing with it. You're right. You know? She just shows it, and that's it. You know. <laughs> you know. And um. And then when you get to the end, and then it shows the big list of books that are coming out. I'm not this, reading all this shit. No. This shit is. This shit is gonna last till January. And I, <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna milk this shit. They're gonna milk and I'm this like, shit. fuck, man. I gotta wait till January. I gotta read this shit till January till next year. <laughs> like I said, I'm not reading any of those fucking uh, crossovers and tieovers and shit like that. I'm just reading the main books and done, and that's it. Let, yeah, because you call it. Yeah, yeah, because like do metal, death metal, speed metal. Yeah, all this you know stuff. what? That may be it. That may be it. That's why he has the Batman dead ring or whatever like that. But you know, that'll be a. A thing we have later on. Oh, he's dead. Oh, oh. I mean, that, that was the only reason to explain why Dark Side Batman couldn't kill him. He couldn't kill him if he's already dead. So you know. There you go. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, that, he the zo- that he's zombie Batman and shit. Even though he doesn't look like a zombie, because everybody else is like a zombie, he's just like regular Batman. Oh, but. He, it's Bruce. He probably had some anti-zombie uh, medicine in his fucking utility belt. <laughs> just pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, slap a score order, we would go from there. Uh, uh, three out of five. Okay, okay. I, I, I kind of felt like you were swinging that way. So uh, the art, hey Capullo. Capullo was killing it. Capullo has got. I'm saying, well, if you're gonna do this weird shit, let Capullo go nuts yeah. with the weird shit. You know, uh, don't you be dead willing a black Leonard? No, no, because uh, Black Hand. Oh, I think that guy name he wasn't dead. And he you guys said, are going, "You guys are going way too deep." Okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk off, off, off show, offline. <laughs> All right, uh, what, what book you got? Next? Let's go next. Well, since we're doing DC, the only DC other book I read was Detective Comics ten twenty five. Boom! I got you. I got so you. So this this is a Joker War tie in, and it's basically Batwoman beating up a bunch of Joker goons. Uh, while the Joker War is going on, she teams up with Bullock. There's a big fight in the graveyard. They're fighting fucking Joker zombies and Joker goons and shit. Pretty cool. But then Batman shows up. Is he not supposed to show up? Well, I thought. When the fuck did he show? When did he have time to show up to do this? Is oh, that's right. Because yeah. he's Cause... he's he's like all fucked up, and he was like captured and. He was and he slept for three days. He right. slept for three days. Like, when the fuck did he have time to show up and help Batwoman with a fucking bat tank and help her fight all these guys? Where did he get a tank from? I thought Joker took all this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what... <laughs> so like, I don't know, it, like, what, you know, usually I don't give a shit about continuity, but this is supposed to be a tie-in to the other stories. Right, like, you think they would try a little better, you know. Where the fuck did Batman come from? He's... He was doing all this other fighting, yeah, Deathstroke and all that other shit. Like, where when did he have time to do this? <laughs> right. You know, like, like could, hold on, let me just do this one quick thing, and then he yeah, goes over go there. Grab, to yeah, camera. yeah. On my way, on my way to, to to the Monarch Theater. Let me go grab a tank real quick. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. yeah. So that was like, like, what the fuck? Um, they couldn't, they couldn't have like, you know. Jason or, or Orphan or any of the other Bat family help her out? It had to be Batman, you know? Or ha- why Why did she need help at all? She couldn't just do this herself, you know? True. So that was my thing, you know? It's a lot, it's it's nothing but action. 
it's pretty cool, but like like I said, where the fuck did Batman come from? Right. So, that's the thing, because you throw continuity off when you put Batman in this shit. Now, yeah. So I don't I don't know. It's it's a three. Just been Batwoman, just let it go yeah, from there. Yeah, so. she, th- th- he didn't need to be in here. He didn't need to be in here. So. That's why you letting me know I should just stick with the main Batman story <laughs> and not all this nightwing shit, you know, just stick with hey, the Batman it's, story. It's detective. I'm I'm always I detective. still say they should have called the book Joker Billions. That would have made it so more it makes more sense. Then they, you know, then they had they could have had the 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 variant cover was like the Richard Pryor and John Kane like Brewster right <laughs> right that's the thing now see I didn't know like me and Gomer was arguing about this shit like did Joker like did Brewster's Million inspire the shit but actually uh there was a story in the fifties called Joker's Millions that was inspired by another book called Brewster's Millions which was inspired by Richard Pryor mm-hmm. so it's it's all connected so Joker <laughs> Richard Pryor whatever so. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, moving past that, let's see. Let's go to what are we on? Empire number four or five? Five, I think, right? Is oh, it five? Shit, I, I fucked up. Is it Word. five? This shit it is flying is, by. It is five. It's coming it out. They're coming out like every week. Damn. Yeah, they, they, they're plowing through this shit. So let's go to it. Let's do Empire number five. Let's go right into it. So basically, how the book is is that where are we? Let's get that thing. Let's get that. Boom. Okay, so the book starts out. The book left, uh, left off with this cliffhanger. Okay, Gabe, we're doing it. We're doing it, so we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it. So it left off with this cliffhanger. With uh, it ended with Hulkling and why they still call him Hulkling, I have no idea. But anyway, Hulkling and Wiccan have gotten married. That was a cliffhanger. So the book opens up with basically them talking about how they got married, and they basically saying like right before he became the emperor of the King and the Scroll Empire, he had an hour before he had to go. So they spent an hour doing what they had to do. Thirty minutes of it, yeah, not yet, but it got there. So they spent thirty minutes of it. Having sex. And you know what, Eli? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Marvel some credit on this. I'm gonna give them some credit. Because they like to shy away from this shit, but this time they did it. It's boom, it's there. So you comments gators want to go after them because they got two dudes, you know, on the first page of the splash panel. Go for it. They're there. Even though one's an alien, but still, still happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And basically he tells them since after they had 30 minutes of hot passionate sex and shit like that, they were like, Hey, you want to get married? You're like, Yeah, how? But you know, because he's a teleporter. So they they teleport to Vegas, you know. All of their uh, Young Avengers friends and Champions friends like that, they're all teleporters and all kind of shit like this. You know what, Eli? I'm going to give them credit on this, too. They actually showed them getting married, and they showed them kissing. It was in the shadow, but it happened. <laughs> so give Marvel the baby steps. You know, you got America back there, and uh, I don't know who the fuck all, 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 all the woke, All the woke characters... Yeah, all the people, the ones that the comics gators hate, they're all there. You know? <laughs> so basically, he becomes, you know, the king, emperor, whatever like that. And he goes to space like that. Meanwhile, all that is going on. Uh, we cut back to Wakanda. And, you know, like I said, Sw- uh, She-Hulk is a zombie now. And she's just stomping the mud hole and thing right now. She's like, give up, give up. And things just like, I can't give up. Uh, I got too much riding on me. I got kids, you know, to watch after and Put nephews. And, you know what? I haven't heard that shit in forever. I got to show this panel because I haven't heard anybody say put up your dukes in forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and he also say he's the immortal thing. So I'm like, the okay, immortal no, thing. Yeah, That's clever. That's the, I'm the immortal thing. Put up your dukes. So that was my favorite panel in this book right here just because I heard I never heard somebody say that shit before. Well, I have, but not in a while. Um, and what do we got to it? Okay, so then, you know what, Eli? I don't care what anybody say. This is why I'm liking this, this storyline right here. Because we finally get to see Black Panther whoop ass. With, with we ain't Excal- seen this shit. What's Ex- not Excalibur? Uh, Excelsior. Ex- Excelsior, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He's just cutting through there because, like I said, the plants keep coming back, and the only thing that can kill him is the space sword. So, if last issue, Black Panther asked Hulkling, "Can he get the space sword?" He got a space sword, and Black Panther's just running through the air, just boom. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hearing lightsaber, you know, we, sounds in my we head. Get like a few pages dedicated to Black Panther whooping ass. And we hadn't seen this shit like fucking three years, you know, because Colts want to sit there and, you know, you know, He's contemplate shit, shit yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, monologue and shit. Let me get some more of this shit, man. Give y'all some Black Panther action. Wakanda. So anyway, so basically what Black Panther trying to do, he's trying to make sure whatever happens, he do not want these plant creatures to get close to him. But no matter what happens, they're eventually they're going to get close to him. So they finally got able to plant one of those uh, gateways, those gateways they can do. So th that's it. The whole thing he was trying to make sure they don't do, they did it. Yeah. They planted the uh, the gateway. So now they can send the whole army in there and just take over uh, Vibranium just like that without even thinking. It's done. And so Black Panther is waiting for an army to go through. And all that happens is that, boom, he gets stabbed by the swordsman. So Black Panther's dead. Done. That's it. Wakanda, not forever. Okay. So. <laughs> so so he's dead and while that's going on uh wiccan teleports onto the ship of the ship where all the the Kree scroll people else like that because what happened is they replaced hulkling with one of their own imposters he found hulkling he was all chained up and shit like that they freed him and like let's go so carol is just like oh y'all fuck me so i accuse you you know oh you accuse me well yeah. i in i enact Cree law that I can accuse my accuser with trial by combat. And yeah, it gets very Game of Thrones here. This is right out of Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm trying to think what happens to the rest of this page. Uh oh yeah, yeah. Miss Fantastic gets a fantastic. Oh, that's what happened. Miss Fantastic gets a Iron Man suit that I think stretches. And basically what they tell them what the hell is going on. So what happens is that uh the Katati killed Black Panther, taking up Wakanda. Plan the Death Seed, and in 10 minutes, the Death Seed will completely take over every single plant life on the planet Earth. With, so they're done. with vibranium, uh with vibranium. That they're with they're, vibranium, they're, right. Yeah, yeah. So so if they get that, it, it's it, it's over. It's done. So they'll, That's it. so they'll have plants with vibranium. Right. Or, or and something. they control and they and they make them easy to control all the other plants in the galaxy. Yeah. But that's not the, the other shit. Because while Carol is fighting these other Kree soldiers and they're trying to stop them from detonating the sun, he's saying he's already done it. He's already pushed the trigger button. So they're saying, but the shield, the ship they're on has like uh solar shields, whatever like that. So they're safe on the on the ship. But when it detonates, everything else is gonna be gone. So the sun is gonna explode in nine minutes. The Katati gonna take a Wakova Wakanda in 10 minutes and control the world. So Reed and and Tony are just like, well, we have basically 10 minutes or nine minutes to save the world twice. Yeah. Get to it. Stop and the sun from blowing up and then stop the Katati from taking over Wakanda. Yeah. Right. So or, and they got vibranium. Yeah. Right. And they got like nine or 10 minutes to do this shit while they're stuck in Rhode Island, some shit. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Anyway, that's the book. Action pack, Eli. I liked it. Just give me what I want, man. Just give me what I want. I know, I, I know we want our books to be, you know contemplative you know we want like long prose you know we want a deep narrative like i just want to see whoop ass being whooped that's all especially if this was where it picked up yeah this is the event this is the blockbuster this is right. finally yeah thing beating the shit out put up your dukes and all that shit 
Right. Black Panther, yeah, I enjoyed it. I've been yeah. enjoying this, you know. Right. Because, Everybody yeah. else been shitting on it, but no, nah, I've been enjoying. I mean, I'm enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I've been. You know, I got into it. Yeah, so. I'll give it a four out of five. Shit. <laughs> Same, same, four out of five. I mean, like I said, it's not the, the greatest book ever. Won. Next year, we probably will forget this book ever existed. But as of right <laughs> now, it's a it's a fun storyline. You know. Yeah. Uh, what, what else you got? What else you got for me? I got the Empire, the Captain America Empire tie-in number two. Okay, because I am not touching any of these uh these crossovers. I mean, these tie-ins. Well, um, this is where all the action is happening. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean that's what i should be reading <laughs> yeah if you want all this shit so basically um captain america went to dc to help out the military that's overrun by the katati uh he um basically helped basically backed him up got them to put up a front so they can defend themselves but he needed like a battalion to take to south america because that's where the katati are are fighting and the katati is raised this giant mountain monster that's uh about to stomp over mexico city so he want he, he needs to get down there but then the kree a bunch of kree soldiers come down to dc and start fucking up all the katati but they don't give a shit they're destroying buildings they're killing people they're just indiscriminately killing everybody just to kill the katati and captain america's like hey motherfuckers you can't just go around killing everybody you know because we're this is our planet and they're like we don't care we're trying to you know the katati is about to take over the universe you know a few dead humans don't matter to us but we got to you know and you know we got to get down to fucking mexico because there's a big giant mountain monster about to destroy the place so they're about to go, but meanwhile, one of the snipers on the battalion last issue got infected with the Katati, and then he infected the general. And so the general goes to like the UN to ask for like military aid, and then basically, basically swamp things out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He gets all he turns into like the Katati is about to, you know. Yeah, here you go. Okay. Yeah. Where, where's Man Thing on this shit? Is he here? <laughs> and he basically attacks the UN. But then Captain America shows up and fights them and basically says, okay, you know, the Katari are taking over. We got, and he goes to the Kree. I'm taking, hey, why don't you back us up? <clears throat> back us up. I'm taking a bunch of dudes down to Mexico City to fight this big giant mo mountain monster. And the Kree is like, okay, we'll, we'll we'll back you up. So it's Captain America, a bunch of army dudes, and the Kree. They're gonna go down. They're gonna go down and fight this big giant monster. So more action. This is this was fun. I give it a four out of five. Yeah. I mean, this is Captain America's warehouse. War. Yeah. You know, that's what we want. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's let's go to the calls. Let's see what we got. Mountain Man? Who's Mountain Man? I don't know. I think his, they, they called them Man of Earth. I think that's what the Katati are calling oh, that's, them. That's a cool-ass name. Yeah, they, they basically used their their seeds or whatever and blew it into the forest in down in South America, and it blew into this mountain, and then the mountain came to life. And it's just Fuck. this big, giant mountain monster that's stomping across the continent and shit. And I think they call them Man of Earth. Okay, cool. Sounds pretty interesting. Uh, what have we got? Oh, I forgot, man. Yeah, I think Man Thing is in in one of these fucking tie-ins. 
but I don't have time to look through all this shit and find out which one he's Is he, in. Wasn't he in the champ? Was he in Champions or something? I don't know. I don't know. He okay. popped up in a book I read like a year ago or something. I can't remember. Yeah, but but I think he's <laughs> in one of these crossover tie-ins or so. Like it might have been an X-Men or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. He's in something. Yeah. And so I accidentally bought the X-Men crossover by accident. Because <laughs> I meant to buy something else and I read this shit. I don't know what the fuck happened. All I know is that uh it's like a bunch of zombie multiple men's in there eating each other. Okay. So, and the magic turns to the goblin queen. But okay. I don't know. That sounds kind of cool. But I don't know what context this shit was in. I just like, what the fuck? Well, whoa. I don't know. All I know is Gomer loves it. I would I would suspect that the Katati would take over those flowers, right? That's what they're going for. Yeah. I mean, that's the going for they're going for the Krakoa flowers. And remember those golden girls I was telling you about like earlier? They're in that X-Men crossover too, helping them. Okay. So whatever the fuck. Because they know more about the Krakoa flowers than the X-Men do. So whatever. Weird shit. I don't know what's going on, but I'm not gonna talk about this shit. Anyway, let's talk about X Force number uh whatever the fuck this is. Now I want to show you this pick. Uh 11. That's what it is. I want to show you this. It's Colossus versus oh, Omega Red. That's pretty cool. It does not happen in this book. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> right. He does not even show up in this book at all, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what the book is about is that you got uh they're doing an autopsy. You got like Cecilia Rays, you got Shades, you Sage, you got Beast. And the Russians are like the main enemies of the Krakoans right now. And apparently the Russians are they found some dead bodies of the Russians and they get them. And what they do is damn it. Could have got a few. It won't fuck up. Anyway, what they do is that they actually bury little bodies inside of their bodies and they attack them. Boom. Cecilia Rays, dead. She'll be back. No big deal. They don't even get pissed they get dead anymore. Beast like, oh, fuck. Damn. Oh, well. <laughs> so that's what happened. Every time they kill one of these little bitty things, they resurrect into another little bitty thing. So apparently the Russians have figured out how to resurrect also. Just not the way that the the uh, the X-Men do. So anyway, the these little Russians just go crazy and just start killing everybody and just running, you know, just running roughshod and just start slicing up shit. Meanwhile, uh, Colossus is on the Savage Land. He don't want nothing to do with the X-Men. He wants to be as far away from all this shit as much as possible. So he's there with a bunch of multiple men and the multiple men start running back to the Krakoan Gate because all because these little Russian, you know, clone blocks of dolls were like that fucking everything up. And they're hacking into the system. They're finding like where Professor X is on the map. They're basically coming to assassinate Professor X again, you know. Uh, so when Colossus finds out what's going on, he's like, "What the fuck?" So he sees uh, the multiple men going through there, and but when they go through there, they're all getting shot up and shit. So he's like, "Oh shit, let me steal up, you know, see what's going on." So when he walks through the portal, he sees the X Men getting an all-out war with these Russians that didn't just start fucking up shit and stuff like that. So Colossus, you know, does his thing, starts smashing shit, beating up shit and stuff like that. And the X Force is just like, "Colossus, we're glad you're back, man. Thank you for coming back." They're like, "Nah, don't thank me," and then leaves. <laughs> because <laughs> he's like i don't want shit to do with you were x-men shit let me go back to savage land let me just go back to you know uh farming because you x-men every time i fool with you you all know some crazy shit so i'm gonna just get get in here and i'm gonna just leave fuck all y'all so yeah don't thank me so we're gonna see classes again anymore uh meanwhile I, this happened like back in like issue two issue three or some shit like that when they assassinated professor x the first time magneto turned the 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 broken cerebral helmet into a sword 
So the thing is, these Russian doll bots were like that, steal the sword. They kill Quentin Quire, because why not? Fuck him. You know, kick him <laughs> into a, a, a place. And then it's this dude with a cape that takes a Cerebro sword was looking for the whole time. Who this guy is, I have no idea. I want to say Strife. Gabe, who is he? I know you know. Let's see. What do we got? X-Force, the Russian horror story. <laughs> Basically, the Russians are coming. So I want to say this guy is Strife. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. We'll find out later on. But anyway, he has the Cerebro sword. Now, I didn't think Cerebro sword had the power because, like I said, when they assassinated Professor X and shot him in the head, the, the, man, the helmet didn't do anything. But apparently this guy thinks it's going to do something. Or maybe it's one of those X of Sword things that Gomer is so excited about. I don't know. So anyway, 3.5 out of 5. It was something to read. Nothing else to read. I bought this. I bought one of these books by accident. I bought the X-Men crossover Empire book by accident or about X-Force one by accident. I can't remember. Anyway, it's a thing. Uh, yeah. What, what else you got, Eli? Um, what else do I got? I got Darth Vader. Oh, okay. Immortal Hulk. I, I was that. waiting for you to do it. <laughs> like, oh, like damn, it's like right there. <laughs> yeah, Immortal Hulk. Um, fuck, I read this the other day. What happened? <laughs> 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 uh, basically, what happened? Uh, so, oh, good. I told you, Gabe knew. I told you, Gabe knew. Colossus is brother. Colossus is brother. Okay, that's cool. Um, oh, he just made this shit up. Just fucking with. Us. I don't know. Well, maybe he'll know who the fuck this is too at the end. Um. <laughs> So Immortal Hulk, you know, Hulk beat Roxxon and, and uh, Zemu and all that shit. So he's like a hero to the world. And he was on last issue. He was doing a press conference in that one town in Iowa that got destroyed um, by Tony Stark because he dropped a Hulk buster bomb on the town to try to destroy him. Destroyed the whole town, but then destroyed the Hulk. So he's Hulk's back there doing PR work, helping rebuild. Um, the leader has possessed Rick Jones's body. Mm -hmm. And made Hulk explode last issue. Um, but then Rick Jones jumped in front of it to and absorbed most of the blast. But um, so he didn't really kill anybody, but it basically makes makes the Hulk look bad again. So Hulk's like, Hulk didn't mean to do that. Hulk, I don't know, you know, Hulk not mean that. Hulk not hurt, try not hurt people, all that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, but then Gamma Flight shows up, or no, what are they called? Yeah, Gamma Flight. Alpha Flight, but now they're gamma a gam flight. they're they're called Gamma Flight now because they're Hulk Busters or whatever. That's a new shit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's been going on a while. Um, but yeah, uh Puck and Titana and all that shit. Absorber Man, they're all it's a the rest of the issue is just a big fight. They're all attacking the Hulk, um, fighting the Hulk. Uh Absorber Man figures out how to pull out Gamma, and then at the end, some monster shows up the thing in the tube one so i think so they've been digging up graves is that what they've been doing they've been digging up graves the people that had had gamma and they had them in the tubes and then the guy one of the tubes starts getting all mutated and shit and i Isn't didn't really that know shit that danny case did with the venom shit Digging up people that had venom or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What, I, whatever. I just rip up whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, some monster. I feel like I should know who this is, but I don't. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, it, it's a three point three three out of five because I, it was just action. But I didn't know who this was at the end, so I don't know. But here's the here's like the last panel. 
Like he's uh, all. Is that Zax? No, I don't know who that is. The Bad he, Beast. He's in. He's in the tube. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, maybe I should read it again. Okay. So. <laughs> I'll check Twitter. Twitter will say. Yeah, I, 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 I should have took notes, but I, I read this like the day, like Wednesday. So I, that's why I don't remember much. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, when, when is this run wrap? I'm I know not sure. Closer, I know. I'm not sure. I think it's, yeah, I know it's coming to an end soon. Mm-hmm. So I think it might end around when Time Empire ends. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. so. Igor, the creature from the six. I don't know. It could. I don't know. I really don't know who it is. I've never heard of an Igor. Igor, the, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it looked like Zach. That's what it looked like, but it might not be. But. It was in a tube. He they have these bodies in these tubes at, at the Gamma base. Like so, hmm. Madman. Maybe Madman. I don't know. I don't there, know. there was a guy called Madman, but anyway, this. Yeah. All right. Um, this year. Well, what 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 else you got? Uh, the Darth Vader number three. Right. Okay. Uh, you're, you're done. Yeah, I just read three. That's it. Oh, actually, I did four because I did that X Men whatever Golden Girls bullshit. Oh well, good. You want to? Do no, that? I already did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darth Vader number four. The the monster comes and attacks, and mm-hmm. it they fight it, and um, Darth Vader wins, and. He at the end he goes to Padme's grave. Okay. And he opens it. And it's and in between that, it's a bunch of flashbacks of him remembering Padme. Like I said, there's really no point to this book other than watching Vader kick ass. You know? Mm-hmm. Um it was all right, three out of five. You know. I'm I, I, I don't care about the story really that much anymore. You know, he's basically on he's basically Going around trying to find out why Luke wouldn't turn to the dark side, why Luke is such a pussy and a bitch, and now so he's going around the galaxy trying to find out all the people that turned him into a bitch, and <laughs> that's the that's the premise. That's what Vader's doing, and he ends up on on at Naboo, and um, and now he's at Padme's grave. Okay, three out of five. Yeah, cool. And. and... Last book I did was Something is Killing the Children. Okay. Well, Number, let's, see, let's see what Gabe, Gabe talking about. Let's see. It ends at 50? Okay. Ends at 50, yeah. So, about they, they, got, they got a way, yeah, they got a way yeah. a while ago. Got about another year, a little over a year, so. Yeah, okay, so no time soon. No, yeah, I think Hayden was in this. Hayden Christian was in the, because there's a bunch of flashbacks. As he's mm-hmm. walking through Naboo, he's remembering this. He's remembering the time he gave her the, necklace and he's remembering the time he banged her in the room and you know and it's, i mean who wouldn't you know, get that you know? yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah it's just vader walking through the planet fight getting into different fights and then oh yeah i remember the time me and padme did this and, <laughs> so last one i did was something is killing the children number nine james tinian his horror story about these monsters that are killing kids in this town Mm-hmm. Um, there's this monster hunter named Erica who shows up and knows how to fight these things. And there's also this organization she works for called the house of slaughter. Um, this one was really cool because it goes into her history. We actually get a bit of her origin that her parents were killed by these monsters. And she was actually able to kill one. And 
another Monster Hunter founder. So this is when she was a child. So we get we get basically get Erica's origin story from this, and um, and just a bit of a, of how the operation works. The, the the one what's his name Tommy the the kid she saved earlier on in the story. He's mm-hmm. like basically begging him or begging her to take her with him. And she's like, no, I'm not, you're not coming along and becoming a monster slayer with me because the people I work for suck. You know, again, a little political allegory going on. I liked it. So, you know, the, the, this organization cares more about covering up the death of all these children than actually fighting the monsters that kill them. Right. So um, I thought that was really cool. So this is another four out of five. I'm, you know, it's a horror book. I'm digging it. You know, issue nine, and they still haven't lost me. So, okay, and that's all I got. That's Tinian. Okay, so like I said, we flew through all the books. Uh, we got another uh story wrapped up. Uh, yeah, okay. So, if anybody's been trying to look for us on like so, uh, like Spotify and you know, Google Play, anything like that, we are back up on there. We are back up on there. I will have a link on there. Every episode is back on there. Some of my even went there fixed. I individually put every single one back up there myself. So took me two weeks to do it. Yeah, it's, it's done that. <laughs> I'm tired. You know what? Going back and listening to it, it, it's it's fun listening to some like the growth for the uh our podcast. But I will say this: when we got to the 2020 episodes, Eli, that shit was depressing as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like reliving all this shit over and over again, man. So yes, yeah, so all this shit's back on there. This will be up on there tomorrow. So feel free to listen to it, download it, do whatever the hell you want to. We'll be back next week. Uh, Eli, I think DC Fandom will be next week. So that's going to be a big chunk of the of the episode. All right. So, so just giving everybody a heads up. Uh, but until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel.